Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and those horrible yellow eyes, the movie Spider-Man, <laughs> one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna, in <laughs> awe of that. <laughs> uh, I am Niall McGowan. And I am John Parker, and we are from Batminute89, and we are also just in awe. We can't continue. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome back, fellas. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. How long did you have that in your back pocket, Scott? <laughs> have you been planning that for weeks? That was insane. <laughs> uh, no, I just, when I was doing my notes, I was like, hmm, it's time to pull this one out. I'm definitely. <laughs> That's no why bad. you decided to do the show, was just so you could do that introduction, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, we're done here now. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I know from uh, day one in our show, like I, I was sitting waiting, like hoping I would get to introduce the episode as well, of being able to say where we analyze, scrutinize, and you're my number one, guys. Uh, <laughs> like, and I did. I got to do it. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and the show has been downhill yeah. since there. So it's like. <laughs> Speaking of going downhill, uh, today we're, we're talking about Minute 92, which starts with uh, the goblin screaming, finish it, uh, and ends with Peter taking Aunt May's hand. Mm. Uh, so we're in our uh, Dark Knight of the Soul uh, portion of, uh, yeah. of the movie. Um, we're, at, we're the back half of Act 2, um, about to, uh, you know, we're, we're taking our, we're taking, bro- you know, big steps toward Act 3. Um, is basically where we're at right now. And, yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, it's going to be a bummer. Um, <laughs> be warned. Yeah. Well, so I, what, what do we, I, I've always wondered this, and I guess I assume she had some sort of uh, cardiac attack of mm. some kind. I, I, I would, I guess. Mm. I, I, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, did, is that, do you guys think that's what happened here or? That's all like, I could come up with. My, yeah, one of my yeah. only notes right here, I've highlighted it. I've underlined it is ask the guys what on earth has happened to Aunt May. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, the only thing uh, I can think of is a heart attack. Mm. Well, yeah. well, what's interesting about Aunt May, especially in the comics, is that she is constantly falling ill of one thing or another. She's constantly fainting and then being in bed for like a week, weeks at a time. Like it happens. I mean, I'm, I'm going through like the, the Lee uh, Ditko Ramita era right now. I'm like, I'm like 93 issues in, I think um, Mm -hmm. in reading through that era of the, of the, of the series. And 
I, I've been trying to keep track of how many times Aunt May has fallen ill randomly. <laughs> um, and it, it is in the, the, it is in the, like we're past 20 times that it's happened <laughs> in, wow. in like 93 issues of the comic. Like it is, it is absurd how often it happens. <laughs> and so I think this is supposed to be kind of a, you know, I mean, it's, it's a serious moment. In the in in the moment of the movie, you know, and what it represents. However, it almost feels like if it wasn't for the way the hospital is reacting, where yeah. you know they're reacting like this is a really serious thing that's happened to her. In the comics, it's always like the doctors to be like, "Yeah, she's fine. Just like don't startle her because <laughs> she might die. She's old, Peter." Um, and and but like here, they're all like acting like this is like an episode of ER. And yeah, I'm not. So I'm not totally sure. But it, it, I almost wonder if this isn't a somewhat sort of cheeky reference to all of those times in the comics where Aunt May has ended up in the hospital for nothing. <laughs> or, um, or even that, that Peter has said one of his motivations for keeping his secret identity was that if he ever told Aunt May that he was Spider-Man, she might die of shock. Yeah. Like that's, thing he that comes say. up a lot. Yeah. That yeah. comes up a lot. Well, that sounds yeah. like he's and, just joking around a little bit, but from what you're saying, yeah. that could be a genuine concern. She might actually yeah. just die. She could oh, die. Yeah. Well, there's also, I almost think, like a, a, a knee jerk, you know, go to is like, I guess they mean she has a heart attack or something, but it might even just be like, you know, the, an anxiety attack or like a, you know, a panic hyperventilation type thing where, uh, you know, m medically she's not in too bad of a shape, but you can, you can work yourself up into such a stupor. I mean, I've, I've been with, you know, friends to in hospitals where, you know, something unrelated was happening and they didn't get enough oxygen and hyperventilated and then had a panic attack. And it, it is a very intense mm -hmm. you know your mm -hmm. muscles seize and you tense up and things like that and the the doctors have to come in like a, a group of them and try to calm you down and administer something to relax all of your muscles even though there's not anything quote-unquote medically wrong with you at that moment it can be very distressing um and well, might bare, just be the, yeah yeah well, bare, bare minimum bare, bare minimum from the mm -hmm. moment he said finish it to the moment that Peter is walking into this hospital room, bare mm -hmm. minimum, we're talking what forty-five minutes. Mm. So, Ugh, yeah, she has just been, she's just been like, like just screaming and saying things like those horrible yellow eyes, like for forty-five minutes. Mm. She's been out of ten, <laughs> like that, just wailing. Or has yeah. she like passed in and out of consciousness? And every time she wakes up, she starts freaking out again. Um, I, I just I want to know sometimes sometimes, um, you know, they, they call it uh, elliptical editing, which is right. that you you edit on an ellipses where it's like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, movie logic works fine. Like you don't need to explain this because when you're just watching the movie, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like now, you know, she got attacked. <laughs> yeah. Now she's in the hospital. She's freaking out. You know, that's elliptical editing. But what what when you when we're breaking it down minute by minute and you're really looking at this. And scrutinizing it, 
It's sort of like, <laughs> what, has she just been like carrying on about the Green Goblin for 45 minutes? Like just nonstop at like a 10? Mm. Uh, they probably sedated her to shut her up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like no wonder she's in the hospital. Like Jesus. It seems like more like the, uh, one of the, the nurses, like when Peter comes in, it's like, oh, what happened? What happened? It seems like she's more irritated. She's like, she's fine. She's fine. Just get out. Like it's more, she's like, she just keeps talking about this, all oh, the horrible yellow eyes and all that stuff. But my, my my main question is like, what happened? Like we cut away, but was the goblin then? He's just like you know, uh, like you know, finish it just... from evil, and he's just like ah 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 ah. So ah, uh, see ya, <laughs> and just flies off again. <laughs> it's like, did he do something? Was he around? For just a while, slowly, or? just just slowly kicks the glider into reverse, and then it just <laughs> it goes backwards out the window and makes like the beep. Beep. He's gonna like duck his little helmet down so he makes sure he can like clear the like the hole that he's made. <laughs> That's a good question, out. actually. Is has he got mirrors? Can he see behind him when he has to reverse the thing? Or oh, probably not. Mm. No, not. that'd be a nightmare trying to park. But yeah. The, I mean, it's, it's just a nightmare for the because he doesn't have glider adjacent buildings, no entrances. No. You know, it's like the guy. The guy's <laughs> had a tough life with the you know, by deciding to make all his transport uh, glider based. But um, living your entire life on a glider bar like 5% (laughs) of the time, that's a bold move. I I admire that. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering as well. Bold and theatrical move. (laughs) But uh, Aunt May saying like, oh, it's it's horrible, yellow eyes. I'm like wondering, it's like, are we sure it's like the green goblin she's talking about? Because it could be that she was remembering when like Norman was picking at that thing at the dinner table. And she had to slap his wrist. <laughs> and he gave her that look, and she'd be like, "Oh, that was so terrifying!" And like, "Oh yeah, and the guy came and blew up the wall as well." But um, well, actually, I mean, not to not to make light of the situation, but I had a question about these eyes. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. Are they horrible? That they, they just look kind of plastic to me. They, they don't look that terrifying. They're not like illuminated or anything. That's yeah, not- I mean, the mask is scarier without them. Yeah, yeah. it honestly, you know. it honestly feels like something that was written into the script prior to them knowing what the goblin would actually look like and it yeah. just never got rewritten or changed yeah. but it's uh I, I buy that with like the weirdly animatronic face mask that has like mm-hmm. creepy glowing eyes or you know mm-hmm. a, a more traditionally goblin-y looking thing but with just the helmet you know it's like i mean it's a scary helmet we've We've established that at this point, but it's not like they're the not, eyes are what makes it scary. Well, yeah. and they're not even eyes. They're lenses. I mean, yeah. they're obviously <laughs> lenses, Aunt May. <laughs> to, to be fair to Aunt May, like, because, um, you know, we take it like, what, what, what does she know of the Green Goblin? Because if we take it to be, you know, she's sitting there saying her prayer. So she's literally quite a religious woman. And then all of a sudden this wall of fire just bursts up next to her. <laughs> and this demonic looking thing is just hovering in. She could literally be like, holy crap. It's like the devil himself has shown up. And so yeah, like in yeah. her mind, it's just like, it, it doesn't look like lenses. It looks like this is a, oh, it's for, a, a demon is, is literally come into her, is come into I her mean, house. I mean, for like, sure. I mean, it, but it, but it's sort of like, um, it feels like like dated in a way like uh, you know on on my uh on my Doctor Who podcast we just talked about an episode where uh second doctor's companion Jamie like falls ill and sees a cyberman and thinks that it's 
the 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 piper of death or from <laughs> scotland or whatever and it's like really silly he's just call, he's like saying like you're not gonna get me piper and like it was this whole thing and i'm like i mean it's obviously a robot guy jamie like it's like it's not is that what the piper looks like to you like i you know i i don't know like it, you know but it, it's it's kind of a similar situation here where it's like it's like yeah obviously the scene is supposed to play as if she thinks that this is a demon attacking her. Mm, yeah. But it would play better if it was an actual goblin mask and not this helmet contraption. Yeah. Because yeah. because right now it seems like she should be saying those horrible yellow lenses. What are those? Oakley's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, Oakley's. That takes me back. You know? <laughs> uh, to be fair to Aunt May, to be fair to her. I have been terrified by like coat racks in the middle of the night, you know, like when I'm not expecting something and I turn my head and part of my brain is like, oh, that's a demon. That's definitely a demon. So I will give her the benefit of the doubt on the helmet, even though it would have been cleaner in a, a different costume or scenario. It's like, it's like that bit in um, Arachnophobia. When like Jeff Daniel sees mm. like a, what he's convinced is a giant spider on the wall. But when he goes over to it, it's actually like, it is like it's a not a coat rack, but it's like a little coat hook, and it's just the shadows falling. Yeah. But when you're watching it as an audience member, you are like, "That is a spider. It looks exactly like yeah. it." And they managed to capture that fear perfectly of like, "It's absolutely nothing," but your mind has instantly gone to like, "It's the worst possible thing." You know, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and you'd think she would see the fact that the mouth is mesh with another mouth inside. But I'll right. cut her some slack because maybe in the moment you might not notice this kind of thing. But it, again, it's clearly <laughs> a helmet. Yeah. I, I Those do, teeth yeah. aren't moving up and down while he talks, Aunt May. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, uh, I will say as well, like, because uh, I think I alluded to it in the, the, the last episode, but. Um, this mm-hmm. the, the, the finish it, that was always a, a line me and my friend Davey always. Because, like, anytime, like, you know, some, one of us would be sitting there, we would decide too much to eat and be like, Oh no, I can't, I can't finish this. You want this, so you just get finish it. <laughs> and I have to do that. Why have you never done this with me, Niall? I'm upset. <laughs> finish it. <laughs> but the thing is, too, because you um, put a bit of passion into that. Because um, you know, I grew up in a you know a ca- you know Catholic town in in Ireland, and like we were made mm-hmm. to like um, you know recite prayers like you know the Our Father and the Lord's Prayer, all that, all this kind of crack. Um, for just you know every day it's just part of the school curriculum to the point where it's just like it meant nothing it was literally just saying at t- times not even <laughs> saying words just saying what like muscle memory that your jaw had of just making the noise <laughs> but like so then to watch the you know the age of like 14 to see this it's like oh there's actually like, there's a bit of meaning behind this prayer it was like a sort of novel <laughs> thing to me but um yeah whereas like, i think the first time i saw this i didn't really get that she hadn't finished the prayer because I wasn't familiar at all with, you know, uh, our father, you know, traditional Catholic thing. So like, mm. oh, she said her whole prayer and then he just starts yelling at her until she says something. Why is she? <laughs> I couldn't tell the, what words she was saying when she goes from evil because she doesn't really like enunciate them well. She's just going, <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on there. What did you think the finish it was? Did you think it was like Mortal Kombat or something? Finish him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what does she want him to finish what? Finish it. You know, say something and then I'll let you go. Like, is that what I think he was trying to do? I don't know. To be fair, she did seem like she was going to finish it anyway because like 
he blows up the wall and she does go like, deliver us. It's like, oh, she's in the process of finishing it. So just like. Right. Like he interrupts <laughs> her finishing it to tell her to finish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a deliver us. So in the uh, in the in the shooting draft, um, after she says from evil, uh, she passes out and he says, amen, sister, and then starts cackling. Um, oh, wow. So <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of sillier, but I also love that. That's brilliant. That's, yeah. that's just, it's rubbing salt in the wound with nobody even there. Really. Yeah. <laughs> To no one's benefit but his own. Just <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, man. Ah. <laughs> That's a villain Wild I can away. get behind. It's just like really, he's got that kind of like, yeah, it's a shame no one was around to hear that, but uh, I'll, t- I'll tell, I'll tell something. I'll tell Houseman when I get back. Like, he loves all my goblin yeah. stories. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I have a couple of things from uh, the Kep draft that I wanted to talk about uh, Let's here. Do it. Um, cause we haven't, I haven't, I, I don't think I've brought it up in a little bit, but, uh, one thing is that, so we have had the Thanksgiving scene, um, and all of that, but instead of like, you know, where, where, uh, Norman starts to wonder if Peter is Spider-Man, um, and so he doesn't know for sure, but he has a good inkling and like, he steals a bit of his blood, if you remember from the wound, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, instead of going from there to uh, to Norman, we actually go to the Daily Bugle and we get the scene with Jameson and Peter talking about slander and libel and blah, 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 Um, that whole thing. And the person who breaks into the uh, into the office isn't the Green Goblin. It's Dr. Otto Octavius. Uh, because he wants to know if they know who the green goblin is. Mm. Um, They're not there. He's not there for Peter. He wants his glider back, which he invented in this draft of the script. And so he wants to know who the green goblin is. Who is this guy flying around on his glider? He wants to know who it is. Um, And so, you know, there's like this cool thing where, uh, you know, he grabs, um, he grabs Jameson and is asking about, you know, uh, he's asking about like who who it is that uh, that is uh, taking the pictures um, because the person taking the pictures might know who the goblin is. And then, you know, Jameson won't give him up. But then Peter shows up. He just like walks in as Peter. Mm. Uh, mm. And he says uh, he's he asks him, who is the Green Goblin? And he's, he says, uh, why? And he goes, I have business with him. Who is he? He's like, I don't know. I never saw his face. And he's like, did, how did you get that picture? He's like, I got lucky right place at the right time. And he says, uh, I'll be watching you, Peter Parker, in case you ever get lucky again. And then Jameson goes, next time call for an appointment, Dr. Octopus. <laughs> and, and Octavius turns and his tentacles, each tentacle smacks him in the cheek, the chin, the cheek, the gut, and the ribs oh. at the same time. <laughs> um, and then Octavia says, don't call me that, and then leaves out the window again. <laughs> it would be something that if he was just amazing. like, ironic that my name is actually Octavius, which is eerily <laughs> appropriate for what's happened to me. So, <laughs> Yeah. It's almost um, like the, Edward Nigma. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. 
Whoa. That's like how handy um, <laughs> that that happened to occur. So then uh, we get a scene of uh, Norman at his office and he's testing the blood from Peter and testing it opposite of a sample of uh, Spider-Man's blood that he got earlier. And it's mm. a match. And then he smiles to himself and says, Peter Parker. Uh, and then that's when we get to this Aunt May scene, mm. um, which basically plays exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, except that it ends with him spray painting crawl away spider on the wall. Whoa, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, of the house <laughs> okay. or of the hospital? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. But he well, paints it at the hospital. No, no, no. He paints it. No, he paints it on the bedroom wall where he attacks oh, it. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant he Got broke it. into the hospital, spray painted it above Aunt May's oh, no, no, comatose no, no, no. body, and then left. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, but what's so dumb about that, about the, like, I'm glad that that bit is, was cut in the very next draft, because, I mean, it's kind of a dead giveaway of who Spider-Man is then, right? Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone would know who Spider-Man is. <laughs> well, it's one of these things Yikes. now, because the... You know, in the aftermath of, of this minute, then as as well, it's it's one of these sort of you have to, you know, just take the suspension of disbelief, really. Where like uh, yeah. P- Peter is kind of like, oh, well, he knows who I am, and it's like Peter, like how many people do you know? Because it seems like you've got like one <laughs> friend, Mary Jane, Aunt May, and Norman Osborn. These are the people in your life. How how can you not piece together that it's like who would I know who would have access to a glider? And all this military <laughs> hardware. And it's like, put it together, dude. Come on. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like particularly nerd, if he, know, if he knows who you are, then clearly he could be someone close to you, basically, is what. Yeah, that narrows the range of suspects pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> um, I had a, a goofy thing uh, to, to throw in this scene. So we mentioned uh, a little bit earlier the uh, the nurse who kind of like, Passive aggressively shoves Peter out of the way, doesn't really answer his questions and whatnot. Mm. Sort of gets him to get out of there. Uh, that is uh, Jill Sayer, is the actress who plays the nurse there. And um, she mostly mm. works in voiceover, but one of her other on camera roles is that she comes back in Spider Man 2 as oh. one of the train passengers when uh, Doc Ock oh. attacks the train. And that's, so that's not now... the first time yeah, that happens, yeah. right? There was someone yeah, else in there. Yeah, we had a policeman that... from earlier right. who also uh, does that again. So I, it's, I'm sort of like uncovering this like secondary running, uh, you know, gag in that scene of it's not just random New Yorkers in that, that train. It's all people who have interacted with Spider-Man before mm. that moment. Mm-hmm. So she is meant to be of... the same character then? Um... I don't know if uh, explicitly, but I kind of like it if she is. Uh, yeah. yeah. If that That's probably the sense. implication. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit yeah. would have been a bit much though had the 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 guy from the bridge at the end been there like the whole like you mess with yeah. one of us you mess, if he had been there as well it's like oh come on you know they can't all be yeah. in the same place everything happens to him yeah. yeah like New York's not that small a city like it's <laughs> Actually, when you see when you see Aunt May in the bed there I've just noticed as well there's a photograph of the family on the on the mm-hmm. side. Um, mm. And is it just me, or does Tobey Maguire look considerably older in the picture than he does in the film? <laughs> it could just be the way he's dressed or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, maybe they did this I'd like just before the, the. When would they do the photo? I don't even know. He, he doesn't look the same age. Mm. I imagine they would. Yeah. I think it's probably the glasses that are making him look older, maybe, mm. and the outfit because yeah. he doesn't really dress like that as a as a character. Yeah, I do love that he looks so like fantastically dorky. 
Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's a real hark back to like this. This is how <laughs> like, Peter Parker is still a nerd at this point in the film. Like he never this this version of him never really becomes cool. But like yeah. it was back then. It's like oh no, he was a proper dork. Like and it's a, that that photo <laughs> is testament to that fact, really. But um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I also uh, my last note that I have for this though it happens a little before we're in the room with Aunt May because um, when he says to himself he's leaning up against the wall uh, outside Aunt May's room and he says uh, he says he he you know he he knows who I am and then he does this thing where he looks to the right and then to the left as if he's just yeah. gonna like come walking up any second. <laughs> He's standing there waiting. That's the thing as well. Yeah. Like, is, is it? Is it? Maybe I was mishearing it or something. But I could swear on lightly on the soundtrack. It sounds like someone's laughing. Like it's you can hear. Like it almost sounds like a eh, 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 eh. like it's Ooh. the the rever, like hmm. uh, the reverberations of what's happened are like clanging around and, and the fact that he's realized oh he knows who I am. It's almost like the goblins on his mind now. He hears the echo. But it, it, it was the first, it was literally like. The first couple of times I watched the minute, I didn't pick it up. But then it was just like mm -hmm. close at the time. Maybe because I was just looking for something yeah. to talk about. <laughs> I was just like, uh -huh. yeah. it's a little bit of faint laughter and it, you know, it deep in the sound mix there somewhere. But uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe it was uh, it, it's phantom laugh that I'm getting. But oh, I, I would <laughs> like that. That'd be great. I like the phantom yeah. laugh. I think that's, that's cool. cool. It, it gives a little more reason for him to pause that way, sort of. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, high school dr drama esque of, <laughs> oh no, they all the kids heard about me. And then you look around to make sure any of them spot you in the hallway. <laughs> well, and then and then and then the uh, this other like super minor detail that I just really like a lot from a, a costuming standpoint. Um, one thing that it, a pet peeve that I have with costumes a lot, there, there are mm. two pet peeves that I have. One is that, you know, typically characters never wear the same outfit twice. And that drives me up a wall. Um, <laughs> You're not alone. Every, I hate that. every character everywhere just has like an endless supply of clothes, which is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing is that their outfits are always meticulously put together. Whereas like they have a coat for a very particular outfit outfit and together it makes this super amazing outfit all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's not reality like reality is we all have like one maybe two coats and yeah. <laughs> we wear them with everything that we wear yeah. like it doesn't matter that you know the coat might be too dressy for the clothes that we're wearing it's the only coat we have so that's what we're <laughs> gonna wear and so I like here that he's just wearing a sweatshirt but he has like a like kind of like a long like you know like a like a nice like peacoat kind of thing um, yeah. that doesn't seem to really match the outfit that he's wearing, but it makes it look more realistic as far as costuming mm. is well, concerned. Yeah, I think it's the same jacket he has at the very very end at the funeral scene when he has to have a jacket mm -hmm. with his dressy clothes or whatever. Like it's just the jacket that's there. Mm. Well, yeah. I think it's the same jacket that he's wearing in the backyard too. The backyard. Oh yeah. Scene. Oh yeah. yeah. That's right. So kind of, yeah, so he has more, one jacket, and and I he's, love that. Yeah, it's perfect. I always remember that being. It is like more a, realistic though, because he's obviously had to. He's rushed to the hospital as fast as he can, so he's just thrown on anything. He hasn't thought about yeah. what he's yeah. gonna. This is the kind of thing I put on 
when we're in the middle of cooking and I've got to run out to grab something. It's like, I'll just stick anything on. Run, run. Mm, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, but with obviously more serious consequences. Mm. <laughs> so, that just kind of, yeah. kind of reminds me. Like, it depends it's... what you're cooking, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but the, like, I always noted that in... Um, throughout all of uh, Seinfeld as well. Because if you look at like other sitcoms like in Friends where they appear in new clothes every single episode. But Seinfeld has like, mm-hmm. oh, there's George's coat. Like that's his green coat that he has mm-hmm. like from season two to the end. Like he always has that coat. Mm-hmm. And it's like they've made the, they've obviously right. made the conscious effort. They're like, no, it's, they're real people. He wouldn't just have uh, an endless supply of coats. You know, that kind of thing. And um, yeah. uh, I always remember making note of that. And actually, ironically, um, just over this weekend, because... Uh, you know, the shock of the people listening. This is the weekend where the Defenders has come out, and um, right, yeah, there is actually a moment in that because you're looking at that, and it's just like Jessica Jones is wearing the exact same clothes she wears in her own show, the same jackets, the same jeans, and then at one point, like you see her, like her her scarf goes through a bit of wear and tear, and you see her in the last episode, she's still got this scarf like with ratty holes and stuff in it and she actually makes a point of going like look i haven't even changed my clothes since this started i was like oh that's a nice little uh-huh. that's a nice little detail of her going like yeah <laughs> she's just she's not showing up looking meticulous all the time it's like yeah she just had to run around ratty and wearing the same crap that she wears yeah. all the time you know it's <laughs> well and clearly peter yeah. parker started it all mm-hmm. so. yes <laughs> yes clearly um, well it can sometimes happen you could get both examples in one property the thing i always think of as a reference that i talk about on the show at least once every week is uh buffy the vampire slayer where like buffy had i think literally 600 outfits like i don't think she wore (laughs) the same thing twice literally ever but Mm -hmm. um james marsters who played spike they the costume department only was able to find one long coat for him that like that black leather coat that he has and he only really wears one outfit for most seasons Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they had to keep using the same coat but the thing was it would get grosser and grosser and grosser as they went along but they didn't have a replacement for it because it was a one of a kind so like by the end of the series when he would like offer it to people to like keep them warm when they were cold nobody wanted to touch it because it was covered in <laughs> slime from the monsters he'd fight and like dirt and dust and all this other goop and it was like hard to wash because it was a big thing of leather and it was just like well what are you gonna do it's the one coat it's just gonna get grosser and dirtier it's more realistic again i mean it's spike he wouldn't yeah. care about that he's punk yeah, of course. He doesn't give it yeah. out it just kind of makes you think, though, when he got the word that he was like, um, oh, you're, you're getting to go over to Angel. You're going to be on that for a few seasons. Was he like, oh, uh, am I getting a new coat? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> it's going to not wear like a ghost coat or something. Come on. Give me something, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they offered it to him and he let the wardrobe people keep it. and They auctioned it off somewhere. But then when he came back for Angel, they had to they couldn't get it again. So they just custom made him one. Oh, because they were like, oh, <laughs> he was coat, just like, why didn't you do this? <laughs> Five seasons ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, that's all. I think that's all uh, we've got to talk about for this particular minute. But uh, I'm I'm curious about uh, the. You know, we're going to talk about your first time seeing this movie uh, tomorrow. But what's your like general sort of um, I don't know history with the character of Spider Man? Uh, I'll start with you, Niall. Uh, Well. Like my my uh, first big foray into Spider Man, uh, like to me, and it's it's one of those things like you know they're like you you're probably familiar with the phrase uh, Scott like you know they always say your first your first Doctor becomes your Doctor when you're watching Doctor Who yes and uh, for me it's always like Spider Man to me is the '90s cartoon like that's you know the mm. and so mm. that, that was my introduction to everything about the character so like when this film came out. I did have a kind of like 
looking at Tobey Maguire, like he's going, they're going for an interpretation of the character. But I was very much like, that's not Spider-Man. Like that's like this is an okay movie, but that's that's not <laughs> the guy I know. He's not wearing that, uh, you know, like turquoise blue and white polo shirt the whole time. Like it's what's what's happened there, and it's like. Um, and he's nowhere near as you know muscular and char- again it's not as chatty as you know that's one of the major complaints of the Maguire Spider-Man is that he's he's not got much of a in terms of the gift of the gab when he's in the middle of fights like he'll give it the odd witticism but it's it's not your common you know back back in that 90s show where it's just like yeah he's just constantly coming out with wisecracks all the time and then even when he's not saying it to criminals he's thinking of them in his head and it's you know that's the character but um, but yeah my my um, uh, I'm always shocked because, like, I know it's well regarded now. Um, even though the show is, uh, it, it, it's quite badly dated if you look at it now. And it's got that even at the time it was this noticeable, like everything's a bit too fast in it for some reason. It's like, um, yeah, you know, like uh, <laughs> it's. It, I, I've described it as a an entire series of previously on. <laughs> um. But it's kind of like I was always thinking of like because I know it was always the rumor. I don't know if it's true, but the thing in like the Gilmore Girls was like, oh, we wrote too much of a script, so you're gonna have to say everything really fast to get it in, and that's the way. That's why they talk like that in the show. And it's kind of right. like did they actually make like a 45 minute Spider Man cartoon? And they're like, we haven't got the time to show this. You're gonna have to find a way to trim this down. And they're like, we'll just play it at super speed. And it's like that's why everything's way way too fast. But um, but yeah, the, uh, uh, I remember that that, that cartoon because I remember like the ups and downs of it. Like been really excited during the the. The symbiote suit storyline because that was a week to week, you know, Venom origin, and been like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then, um, yeah, it's got like it's well, it's because that's you know, it's so so well done that, but it's also got that bit of um, it's the mixture of uh, it's very dark and serious, but there's still little bits of like mm-hmm. absolute silliness in it, for, like when he's, he's chasing uh, Shocker up the, the, the church tower. And he's really going for this. Shocker! You can't escape me! I'll hunt you to the ends of the earth! It's like, holy crap, dude, calm down. <laughs> you know, but, um, I remember that, that's you know, one of the things of that Spider-Man. It's like constant yelling. Constant, he's always, mm-hmm. you know, it was, you know, Shocker! Or like, you know, Mary Jane! And, you know, Madam Web! And all this. <laughs> Tommy Maguire, no shouting at all from this guy. <laughs> but uh, really? I do. Uh, so, more subdued. Uh, but yeah, I stuck with that for the, throughout the the '90s, and I remember being like been really mentally scarred by the um, the man spider storyline, where he actually turns into a big spider, and I find that absolutely yeah. terrifying. Oh god! And it was one of those things like because um, I think at that point, like it had already had the kind of you know in the next generation when Picard is assimilated, and then they they actually take the time after that to go like. He doesn't just get back to normal straight away. He's got like a prejudice to the Borg now. And he's the next episode's him all getting over what just happened to him. But like in this over this major arc of Spider-Man turning into a living human spider at the end of the episode, when he's back to normal, he's just like, well, thank God for that. See it. He's just back to normal. <laughs> I was like, that's the kind of thing that would stay with you. your entire. you would never get over that. But, uh, well, I just, I just watched an episode, uh, this morning actually, uh, where in the very first thing that happens is that Peter comes to the daily bugle, uh, to get like some sort of, you know, some sort of work or whatever. He shows yeah. up and sees the, uh, somebody goes, Oh, uh, tell Mary Jane, congratulations. And he goes, uh, what are you talking about? And he, sh- they show him the, the announcements page in the newspaper. And, uh, 
Harry and Mary Jane are engaged. And he's like, engaged? What? And he had never heard that. He, I don't even remember that they were dating before then, but they had definitely not been engaged or anything before that. And by the end of the episode, one episode, one 20 minute episode, Mary Jane was like, mm, I don't want to marry this guy. <laughs> so they, they introduced the concept of them being engaged. And in within 20 minutes, she had decided she doesn't want to marry Harry. Uh, well, see, well, they probably when they animated it at a normal rate, that was probably like a five episode arc, and then they're like, "Nope, no time." Squeeze, <laughs> like just chop it down and speed it up and get it in the one episode. Although that's the podcast way, yeah. just turn it to two times speed. There you go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would be unbearable to watch this show at two times speed. Um, <laughs> you'd have no comprehension of what was going on. But it, 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 it uh, is one of those forever things, though, like because you know. There's still in all the Spider-Man films, including Homecoming, they've still got this like little tie to like, um, oh, the Spider-Man of the people who have made this film. They know like, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, like that theme tune. And yeah. I'm waiting for the day when like my generation's Spider-Man will come into the fore and then you'll get a little nod to that Spider-Blood and Spider-Blood and Radio Worker Spider-Blood. <laughs> they'll, they'll slip that in somewhere. Or maybe he will show up wearing the, the, the turquoise blue and white striped shirt tucked into his jeans and stuff <laughs> well that was that 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 song in and of itself was uh was sort of like a weird like metal like hat like pop metal cover of the old 60s spider-man theme wasn't it because it's like you know radioactive blood like it's like mentioning all of the things that are in that just like out of order with the guitar riffs and the you know mm. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like it, it's kind of like a weird, like you know, pop metal remix of uh, that '60s theme. So I don't know that we'll ever get that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Some, someday, Scott. <laughs> well, when yeah. I see, I, I have higher hopes for the the X Men theme song to pop up somewhere at some point. Uh, the the yeah, thing well, is, though, you know that that have you ever heard um, "I'm Your Baby Tonight" by Whitney Houston? No, it's it's that it's that theme. It's it's the diddle Oh my god! I'm your baby. I remember coming across it one time. I sit with my dad and trying to explain to him a man who cares nothing about the X Men, and me been so excited, and he was just like, "What?" But yeah, totally. I've looked it up since. I use YouTube videos, like the two songs side by side, going, "Yep, it's someone's ripped off someone here," and it seems, unfortunately, like it was the X Men ripped off Whitney Houston. But what a strange sentence! I didn't expect to hear that on the show. Learn something every episode on Spider Man Minute. More than you bargained for. What about you, John? Well, as you may have guessed, my history uh with the franchises limited um mm -hmm. as a kid i did watch uh, one of the cartoons i watched um what was it spider-man and his amazing friends mm -hmm. uh, yeah. i don't know if you ever seen Wait, was that from the 80s i think it was 80s yeah early yeah. 80s and i think they made up one of the characters it was like a, a woman made of fire i star, can't remember her star, name star what, what is her name it's not firestar star, firestar yeah i always yeah. want to say starfire like no that's a teen <laughs> titan um <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah so I watched that as a as a kid, but then as I got a little bit older, I I got more into watching and reading things I probably shouldn't have been. Like you know, I was like seven and eight, and I was like, oh, I'll watch Alien and Terminator. Um, right. So I kind of uh, missed out on that phase until I was a little bit older of getting into superhero things. I, I didn't really get into them until probably 
Captain America recently. Oh wow! The first oh, wow. one. Because yeah, I know. So I, I watched that and was like, oh, that was that was surprisingly good. What have I been missing out on? So I I went back and watched a few <laughs> other ones and uh, was pleasantly surprised. And then when I was watching this in preparation, I loved it. This was this was fantastic. I, I want to watch. I'm getting hold of the second one as we speak. That's yes. what I'm actually doing while I'm talking. Uh, I'm ordering it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> my 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 day to day life is currently just uh, uh, an ongoing conversation with myself to stop myself from watching Spider Man Two at any given moment. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm trying not to watch it until after we finish this. Uh, yeah. But as soon as we finish recording, it's the first thing I'm doing, like to exactly. celebrate. Yes, I do likewise. remember I saw it when it came out and I remember I liked it more than the first one. And I think mm -hmm, that's yeah. a quite a common thing to think. But then everyone hated the third one so much. I never, ever watched the third one. Uh, I've not seen it at all. The thir third one is, it's, uh, I, it, it, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. I mean, you know, not for a couple of years, but <laughs> when we talk about Spider-Man three, I think that movie gets a, a bad rap. I don't oh. I don't think it's nearly as bad as everyone says that it is. And all the instances where people point to this is bad. I I just kind of am like that. It was supposed to be like it's not supposed uh. to be good. <laughs> like like it's, a, you know, him dancing down the street isn't supposed to be good. Like it's supposed yeah. to be bad and lame. And you Evil can tell that it is because it looks real yeah, well, and, and you're so you can tell that it's supposed to be because everyone in the street is looking at him like he's like this bizarre psychopath. Mm. Like, <laughs> like it's not supposed to be good. And everyone always points to that like, oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Everyone making it knew it was mm. dumb. That's the I whole point. People identify so strongly with Peter that if you ever have a sequence in a Spider-Man movie where you point at how much of a dork he is, people mm -hmm. become uncomfortable. And, yep. and I think that movie really leans into it, which we'll get to. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a film that I think I'm kinder to when I rewatch it now than mm -hmm. I was when I watched it. Uh, it certainly it has flaws, but I don't... Oh, tons, yeah. I, I, but the, the total dismissiveness of it by you know, most people I, I think is uh, wrongheaded for the most yeah. part. Ooh, Scott, you Scott, you're get... selling me on this movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. have to watch it. This, I, I can remember... It's an intriguing cultural artifact, if nothing else. It's a very yes. interesting. I can, I can very remember, true. though, a, a distinct through line of like, I remember, because like, you know, as I said, like, I was watch that '90s cartoon, and the when they were doing the symbiote storyline there, when it was week to week, you had to wait to see what happened. And like, I was a kid, mm -hmm. I didn't know about the uh, the, the lore of the comics. So like at the end of it, when it's like, oh, it's poured on Eddie Brock. And then you see like, you don't see Venom. You see like this foot picking up a thing. And it's just like, what, what the hell is that? It was, it was so, so exciting. <laughs> and then it's just um, the, the actual delivery then in the, uh, you know, like years later then when like the, um, the first, like when this film came out, I remember distinctly thinking like, I wonder if they, because I really like that Venom storyline. I wonder if they'll ever do that. And it was an Empire magazine reading the Sam Raimi hated Venom. And he's just like, I will never mm -hmm. do Venom. That's never going to be a thing that's going to happen. So get over Ooh. it. And then, like, what, <laughs> six, four or five, six years later, you know, the film coming out, and you could just sense and him being like, no, I love him now. I was wrong when I said that. <laughs> it's like, eh. <laughs> well, that's, we'll, we'll have a lot to say about that, but that's, that's not Raimi. That's Avi Arad that made that happen. <laughs> um, Raimi we'll had nothing to do anyway. with that, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, 
But uh, all right, well let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk some more uh, on tomorrow's minute if you guys uh, if you guys will come back. Uh, well, I think we're getting the red eye back to Liverpool at about noon, so we can do it before then. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely pop in. Yeah, there. we'll do like an early right. breakfast, and then you know we'll, we'll fit it in before we get like. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 it'll work. <laughs> it's a, get get okay. me some pancakes in. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might have shown my ignorance there. The fact that I said the red eye before noon. I think is the red eye not supposed to be a thing that's at night. So I may have, I may have let my card show there. But uh, <laughs> we're being too British, Nile. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, I'm looking forward well, to it either way. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with minute ninety-three. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.